graduation from high school it was a wonderful job I was set for life however uh, I got a little bored at the what year is it mind you 1953 1953 but I was a little bored at the swing shift which was like 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. because no calls coming in and you're just sitting there waiting until the clock reaches 10. Telephone operator is basically what you are, right? Working the switchboard. Yeah, working the... Uh, when we called the operator, someone, she'd be one of the ladies that would answer, right? Any, any incoming call, you'd have to say what town you were or if it was local, you'd connect them to a because, local number. Like, explain for people who didn't have <laughs> this kind of phone system like for people even younger than me, explain for your great grandkids. All right, think of the comedian that what's her name that used to say number, please. Yeah, they would. They, they don't know that. Reference. They don't know either. You just don't know no, that. just describe it as if we were we'd never heard of telephones. Coming from another culture. Okay, General Telephone was an office in Covina that uh, supported all of the local towns around with a long, long row of telephone operators. And there's a board in front of you. If you see a light come on, you want to be the fastest one to plug into that light. And you'd say, number, please. And you'd give them your number, dial it, and then put your so, keys, keys up and go to a next light and so, so on. So people could not dial a number themselves directly. No. There was no direct connect. No. It was, you know, there was literally a human in between one human trying to talk to another. Another human had to actually 
make that connection Take happen. Take a, a plug, a, 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 you know, electronic plug and plug it into the outlet to the socket, right? Is that right? At the end of the row of operators, there had, they had an inland uh, station and anyone outside of the area, Kavina, anyone calling into this town would come in on that inward board. You'd see a light and they'd give you the number and you'd dial it for them and right. they were connected. And that was the most <coughs> boring day because all you got was in, inland calls and dialing the numbers. So um, that's probably mm -hmm. how I figured out how to connect all the police departments together <laughs> because I was kind of daydreaming and I put all the keys back and when you do that they can all talk together. Uh -huh. And so I go, oh, oh my gosh, and I put them all back up and then I thought, this would be fun to do on purpose, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so then later I did it uh, with the local police departments. So Called, how many police departments did you link up to that? And explain how you did it, what happened? Well, I dialed seven police departments in that area. There was Sandy Sheriff, and there was West Covina PD and Covina PD, and, and I came up with seven in the local areas. And I, you could dial a number and put it on hold, mm -hmm. and another number, put, it, put them all on hold. And this is for conference calls. Right. And so I had these seven uh, police departments all on hold. They don't know it, but um, when I wanted to ring them, you would push the key forward, mm -hmm. and um, they would answer one at a time. So I remember hearing, come in a PD, and then somebody else said, Come in and say, send him a sheriff. And then they say, West Covina PD. Wait, hold on, hold on. A timer went off. I got to make sure it's still recording. Oh, yeah, I got to take you back to your house. I don't want to miss this uh, this bit of the story. Is it still going? Okay, so you remember hearing it say Covina PD and then oh, what? But then they were all talking together and yelling at each other and saying, why'd you call me? Hell, I did. You called me. And they were just cussing and, and they were just having a fit. So how many different, there were seven different departments and they were all talking, they could all hear each other? Yeah. All seven? Yeah, because of the way I positioned oh the keys. Oh my gosh. And then my friend from high school was also an employee there and uh -huh. I had, we had arranged to sit side by side and I had her plug into one of the circuits so she could listen to the, <laughs> and then the two of us were just hysterical. Well, it's getting to be like, close to 10 o'clock time to go home. And so I pulled all the plugs and then suddenly it was quiet and none of them could hear anything. And so I had no idea that they would all call repair service and report that their lines were crossed and they wanted to know how it happened. Right. And so I was off for two days and found out when I went back to work that they had been working for two days to figure out how did the police departments get connected and who, who, and what, how did it happen? Hey, out, <laughs> hanging on from telephone poles all oh over the place, God. trying to f see how wires were crossed. And they had the fear about the Korean War. And, and it was during the Korean War and it could have been a sabotage attempt. Right. And so, on. so it was like totally afraid, but it was really just, how old were you at that time? I was 18. It was just a teenager having a good time being a hacker and ca causing a ruckus. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, that is my anti-flawless. Yeah. My, my queenie. So, so I um, uh, went to, back to work in two days and went into the lounge, had my glass of tomato juice and 
friend was in there too, and I started telling her, oh, Judy and I did the coolest thing, blah, blah, blah. I blabbed it in the lounge, and oh, the supervisor heard me. So she went right to the chief, and Mrs. Overcash was the, the one that reported me to Pearl. Her name was Pearl, mm. and she had a desk in the back of the room, and so she goes to Pearl and says, well, I found out the wires crossed by Phyllis Davis, if you want to know. And so I was putting on my headset to go to work, and I was called to her desk, and she said, Miss Davis, you are no longer an employee here. You are not reliable. Goodbye. I can remember those words. <laughs> you are not reliable. <laughs> Goodbye? Yeah. Wow! And I, it was an ideal job with benefits, and I had it made, and it was two blocks from my mom's house, and I didn't have to have a car to go to work. And so I had to go home and tell my mother I was fired. And she was trying to raise me and three little boys as a widow. Mm. And I could not get out of the depression over that. I just was, couldn't believe I did such a stupid thing. Well, mm. Mary, good old Mary. Your grandma, Grandma Mary. Yeah. Mary says, you're gonna get out and get a job. And I said, nobody will ever hire me. <laughs> she watched the paper. Every time there was an ad for something, she would put it in my face. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're looking for a PBX operator at Covina Hospital. Mm -hmm. We're going down, and you're going to apply. But uh... they won't hire me. So she grabbed me by the ear, and we went. <laughs> this is how Mary was, very, very tenacious. Mm -hmm. And she could see that uh, I needed help. So, as luck would have it, here's Joe Cook, and he's gonna be the one to interview me. And his first question was, Ms. Davis, why did you leave the telephone company? Oh, because I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> because I was fired. <laughs> I said, well, I blew that. See, I told you. So he didn't hire me, he just sent me home. And, right. and then he called, uh, Mrs. Overcash and ask what happened. Uh -huh. And she gave me a good recommendation. She right. said, well, she just was a little, um, uh, needed, needed a lesson. And I thought this would teach her a lesson to be more serious in her career, blah, blah, blah. I can imagine what she said. <laughs> and um, so he hired someone else, actually. Mm -hmm. And I, oh, I shouldn't say this, but I saw the woman, and I think it was because she had bigger boobs than I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, given what the other woman said about Joe upon your hiring, maybe I would say that might have been a good guess. Yeah, right, because right. Elsie had talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, she bigger didn't boobs. last very long. She it was... Two weeks. Her boobs were in the way. She couldn't type fast enough and get the plugs in and out. Yeah, so he decided to call me back and uh, I was hired. So All right. That's how God works. I would have never met Joe Cook had I not 
been fired. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. let that be a lesson to the cosmos. <laughs> you never know what's going on when you have something bad happen. It might be just the beginning of something really good. Yeah, because how long were you and Joe married? We, we made our 50th before he passed with Parkinson's. And how many kids did you have? Two. Two. And how many grandkids you got? Three. All right. Oh, three. There you yeah. go. Yeah, well, I've got more now. I've got great grandkids. Oh, well, how many of those you got? Three. All right, so see, yeah. just fractaling out. Life goes on. That and, love uh, is still yeah. singing. Yep. Now, Joe uh, had that miserable disease, Parkinson's, and um, we lost him in 26, 06. Mm-hmm. And so I lived for four years in the house in Vista mm-hmm. alone and got tired of having to repair the sprinklers and the gutters and the painting and so forth. So I um, decided to get rid of the house and I found Meadowbrook in Escondido because a friend of mine had moved there. And mm-hmm. when I saw it and I liked it, I put my house on the market and got an offer of cash for 30-day escrow. And I was moving to the home. <laughs> <laughs> and am I ready to go to the home? Uh, and let's see, eight years ago, I wasn't even 80 then. Yeah. And uh, But it was all brand new, and I, I got the pick of the best location for cottage. <clears throat> in my opinion, and um, uh, yeah, if Meadowbrook's the home, lead me to it. I know, I think it's, it's like, I think it's like camp for, you know, it's, people that have hung out around long enough to make a, it there. It's a big secret in Escondido because it's well up there with the five-star places, but yeah. without the cost. Right. And that's how I could go there because it was so... See, you know, you're doing a commercial for Meadowbrook, just like yeah. the Storyoki guy. It's not, it's not, it's not their fault. It's a natural progression, apparently. Do you know, I heard that the new building across from my cottage has three stories with about sixty or some new apartments in oh, there. Oh wow! And they have raised their price to like twenty or thirty thousand more than what. We bought in at. Oh well, my that's God. reasonable. Look how many years it's been. Well, yeah, eight years. But still, oh yeah, I gotta you, do my appointment. Okay, so. Do you wanna so. use the purple room? Or do you wanna go home? No, I don't, I, I'll just stay here, but I'll just, yeah, I'll, that's a fine room. I can just go in there. Do you have to, somebody coming here to. No, it's just no, on the phone. It's oh, my appointment. appointment. Yeah. Oh, well, go get that over with. Yeah. Well, <laughs> get that. Uh, go and enjoy it. Oh, enjoy it. Yeah, oh, I didn't take my coffee with me. You, All right, did so. Did you try these ones? No, but too, I can't do a heel, Ma. That hurts me. If that is too cold of a room, Hannah, I mean, you can. No, Dad, I'll be fine. Okay. I'm just going quick and capturing a little bit of this yeah, flickering fire and yeah, saying thank you for listening in to my family stories. And this has been another fireside chat with. Hannah Smith, the friends, a.k.a. Roadside Shaman. So I cut that a little bit way too tight with my appointment with my therapist. And so I got cut off, but apparently it didn't stop. It just paused. So I am going to do 
a proper wrapping up and say, gather your loved ones around you, sidle up to a stranger, find another being and start a conversation. And even if that being is an energy, an elemental, an animal, a plant, a vegetable, a mineral, your own spirit, your own higher self, cousins, friends, clans, cohorts, groups. Just sit with that in conversation for a moment. Seek their stories. Listen in. Ask for more detail. Ask for background information. Get curious. Get curious about one another because when we listen to our whys, we forgive ourselves and each other so much. We heal so much. We transmute so much. So, yeah, I'm really glad that my auntie was able to share those stories. I'm glad that we captured that for the archive (laughs) for posterity for the highest good of all and I'm grateful for my amazingly brilliant therapist Nancy oh my gosh you guys everyone needs a Nancy in their life let me tell you what and I'm grateful for the support web around me my family and friends I'm grateful for this opportunity to process in this audio journal on this netcast, podcast, whatever we're calling it. So, yeah, all that's left is to just say that I love you, which in Chickasaw is said, Chihololi, 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 and Chukma, Chipisilacho, which means hello. I will see you as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye.